you're passionate about transforming retail operations and improving performance, plus you're accountable for key change projects and programs in your company, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Retail Transformation Show with me, Oliver Banks. Well, hello there and welcome to the Retail Transformation Show. My name is Oliver Banks and I'm proud to be your host and for you to be joining with me today. Now, if you're a regular listener to the show, then you'll probably remember my last special guest, Andrew Busby. He was in episodes 35 and 36. And together, we were talking about how to reinvigorate physical retail, how to reinvigorate high streets. And one of the big recurring themes that came back again and again, and this could be a big challenge or a big opportunity, depending on how you look at it, was all about being relevant and having a purpose. And in actual fact, my special guest in today's show recently responded to a, to a question I put out on social media about the five biggest challenges facing retailers today. And his reply was, be relevant, be relevant, be relevant, be relevant, be relevant, which made me chuckle. And it also gave us a massive sign of what you need to do right now. Be relevant. <laughs> but let's be honest, this is not the only challenge right now. You still need to be able to successfully put in place an operating model that allows you to source the right products and the right range. You need to be able to buy and sell at a profitable price. You need to be able to distribute it for maximum availability and still keeping minimum waste as well. And there are a whole host of other challenges. Let's, let's really face into this one, right? So we're lucky to be joined by today's special guest who works for a company that helps independent retailers do just that. In fact, they have a really interesting business model, which we're going to be diving into just now, and it might surprise you. Today, we're lucky to be joined by Steve Leach from Nicer Retail. Now, you probably know Nicer, or Nisa, depending on how you say it, and you'll find out exactly how to say it in just a minute. You'll probably uh, know them as a brand of convenience stores in the UK. And if you're not in the UK, then they're a, they're a big brand. We'll go into it just in a minute. But I have to be honest, it's not entirely true. Or at least it's not the full picture. And you'll find out why in just a TikTok. We're doing a bit of a spotlight today on Nicer and how they're partnering with independent grocery retailers to help them be successful in the marketplace. A quick bit of background on Steve first. He's the sales director at Nicer, but he's got a really broad experience. He's previously worked at Marks & Spencer's, Sainsbury's, Boots, Vodafone, all prestigious companies, and now, of course, Nicer. Plus, he's also a member, as you'll hear, he's a member of the trustee board for the charity Making a Difference Locally. The show notes for today's episode can be found over at obandco.uk slash 37. Now, just as a quick heads up, this is a two-part conversation. So remember to hit subscribe if you're a new listener to make sure that you don't miss part two. Hit subscribe in your podcast player 
or on the website as well if you're listening on the website. And you won't miss part two. And you won't miss future episodes of the Retail Transformation Show where you can pick up the insight, the ideas and the inspiration to make your retail transformation a success. So are you ready for this one with Steve Leach? Let's go. Steve Leach, welcome to the Retail Transformation Show. How are you doing today? Really well, Oliver. Thanks for the opportunity to talk to you today. Looking forward to it. Well, I'm really excited about today. NICE has been one of the, the, the retail companies that's kind of been quite steadily growing, if you don't mind me saying so. Uh, it's gone from strength to strength over the past few years. So I'm really keen to explore that with you today and really understand how it's changing and where you're going with that. Does that sound all good? Absolutely. Happy to talk that through. So I, I've been with the business for five years, but you've really got to go back to 1977 where NYSA started as the brainchild of two famous grocery entrepreneurs, Dudley Ramsden from Grimsby and Peter Garvin from Sheffield, who actually launched the business as the Northern Independence Supermarket Association in 1977. That's how we started. And hence where the name comes from. Hence where the name came from. But interestingly, as the company grew at scale over those years, Northern was replaced with National and uh, it became the National Independent Supermarket Association. And the first thing that we need to clarify on the podcast, everybody asks the question when you're out and about talking to retailers or uh, good people like yourself is, is it nicer or nicer? <laughs> And that's a conundrum that we've, uh, we've, we've toyed with over the years, but we all say we're nicer people to do business with. But as long as you're talking about us, we, we really don't mind. Got it. Okay. So the journey from, from 1977, um, to now has, has, has been pretty monumental in terms of how the, the, the group has, has grown. And if you fast forward to last year, the biggest change is that in May 2018, NICER became the wholesale arm of the co-op. So after growing um, through independent retailing all the way through over 40 years and launching the NICER Symbol Group in 2003, we opened our new, or at the time, distribution center in Scunthorpe in 2005. And each time through the, through the years, we had different milestones that we, we met and evolved. But as it stands at the moment, NICER is a one and a half billion turnover business, which really supports independent retailers across the UK. We've got around 1,300 partners who between them operate over four and a half thousand stores. It's pretty sizable really, isn't it? Actually, when you look at the makeup of our retailers who trade under NICER, we, we have many recognizable symbol stores that trade under either a NICER local or a NICER extra fair share, but we have Actually, many more stores that trade under their own name uh, as an independent retailer. So we have stores of all shapes and sizes over the over the country, um, and many other different sorts of partners, whether that's forecourt wholesalers or specialist retailers. So very recently, we signed up Dobby's Garden Centre as an example. So part of the challenge with NICER is really impressing upon everybody the flexibility and breadth of our business model. Sure. So it's quite an interesting business model, actually, isn't it? You have the NICER branded stores, which are fairly obvious, but then having these real independent stores, but still operating under the brand, still getting the 
the benefits of the operating model of the wholesale distribution network, etc. It's quite interesting. How has that evolved in certainly in your time over the past five years, Steve? So I guess the, the, the benefit of the NICER model has always been the flexibility. So a retailer who has one single site can choose whether they want to be a symbol operator trading under NICER, keep their own name, go dupe branded. But the one thing that unites every partner, regardless of whether it's one store or a thousand, is everybody's got access to the flexible model. So we've got um, a fantastic support team of account managers and retail managers who are out in the field supporting the partners to, to sell as best as they can do. And we've got a lot of additional support in terms of marketing, digital, category management, a training academy. Uh, and really what it allows an independent retailer to do is pick and choose a very flexible model whilst getting access to their goods and services. And now importantly, a, a massive point of difference now that we are owned by the co-op is all of our partners have access to the co-op owned label, which has been a massive success story in the last 12 months and a real point of difference for our independent partners. Sure, it's won quite a few uh, awards and uh, starting to really build that or continuing to build the, the quality perception of, of that co-op branded food, isn't it? Absolutely. And, and none more so in the fresh food categories. So within food to go and the fresh categories, that's where we see the most growth and that's where we're putting a lot of support to try and help around category management range and layout of of stores to try and give all the partners the flexibility to choose which ranges they want to to take from nicer but also how best to execute them in their each of their own businesses super sounds good so let help me understand with such a varied portfolio in terms of business models and in terms of you know this flexible model how do you oversee a consistent operation for your customers? So our customers are the independent retailers who buy their their goods and services from, from NICER as a delivered wholesaler. What we are working on is our tailored approach to the different formats within the business. So we try and get a consistent approach for our customers, the, the retailers, to then sell to the, the consumer who is shopping in their stores. And the way that we do that is really working alongside our partners and making sure that we're giving them the latest insights and showing them how best to execute using the latest ways of laying down flagship stores or getting partners together and chatting through the latest trends in the industry or, or really working with some strategic partners. So the Association of Convenience Stores is a really good example. They regularly do study tours both in and outside of the country to sort of highlight where the, the latest trends are and what's transferable back into the, the UK market. That's really interesting. So you are learning, continually learning and keeping an eye out and being able to pull that in. So it's really giving that, that strength of the group. Absolutely. And, and it's a huge relationship game in terms of retails often class as being a really small industry, not more so in convenience, but that's also the benefit of working alongside the co-op. One of the best exercises we did for some of our larger retailers recently was to take them on a study tour of some of the larger co-op stores up in Scotland. So as we were rolling out the co-op range last year, it's much easier to see the range that is going to be or was going to be readily available to our partners actually in a store. So we've done a lot of very useful 
joined up ways of working and testimonials and, and visits with the co-op team, which is, has been unlocked in the, the new ownership model as well. Fantastic. I'd definitely like to dive into that co-op piece later on, if that's okay. Sure. But right now, help me understand a bit more about, going back to NISA, about the purpose of the brand. What is it that the brand stands for, particularly in the eyes of the consumers, you know, the retailers, customers? So the purpose and, and the, the, the reason for our creation was to really ensure that independence had the opportunity to compete with large scale multiples in terms of the, the proposition that they, they put to their, to their customers. When Dudley and, and Peter started the business um, all those years ago in 1977, it was so that they could consolidate the buying power of lots of individual partners so that the independent retailers could buy the goods at a scale that made them competitive to compete. And, and actually, fast forward to where we are now, it's exactly the same story. So NISA and co-op are now buying jointly and our joined up scale allows us to pass on the competitive cost of goods to our NISA partners to still allow them to compete. And I think the the real point of difference for us is the flexibility if you are a NISA retailer in terms of how you tailor what's available to us into the local market. So obviously, with the change in shopping trends to be a lot more local and little and often, then the community focus is really, really important. And a lot of our insight talks about the fact that a very high percentage of a, a nicer facious stores customers will be living within a mile of the store. Many of them will be maybe slightly older than it will go to a multiple or, or indeed will, will walk to the store. And the biggest point of difference that a nicer retailer has is how they can adapt what they do to their, their customer base to make sure that they're offering that point of difference. We've got a really great charity in, in NICER, which I'm, I'm honored and lucky enough to be one of the, the trustees of called Making a Difference Locally. And how that works is that the local retailer generates funds from selling unlabeled products within the store that goes into a, a fund that they can invest into the community to support lo local causes. So rather than it coming back up into one national pot, it's... It, it, is, it is local, absolutely. Lots of examples of retailers that are supporting their local football team or community centre. And that, that is the power of really, truly local that people who live and work and are related to their customers can then give something back from being in the community. And, and if you have a look at the Making a Difference locally Twitter handle, there's some really fantastic testimonials of, of how well that's, that's been delivered over the 10 years that the charity's been in operation. Let me put that Twitter handle in the show notes page for everyone to pick it up. So I'll, I'll make sure I include that there. Perfect. Thanks, Steve. So it's quite interesting understanding how it's how it's evolving and how the the overall brand is is shifting and and changing but still staying relevant still allowing that flexibility for the indies for the independent retailers to be able to to pick and choose off the proverbial menu how do you how do you see it shifting and evolving going forward so if you have a look at the, the market and how that has tightened up over the, the last couple of years, then the market has really consolidated, which is why it was really great news when if you 
we were sort of able to celebrate recently one year of, of being with with the co-op. So NICER and co-op combined has given the business a degree of financial stability, but importantly, it has allowed us to accelerate our ambition to be the number one partner of choice for retailers and wholesalers by really just helping partners exceed the needs of the local customers and communities through making a difference locally, but also their ability to flex the the range that we have. So we have over 13,000 SKUs that are available um, with award-winning levels of, of availability, which is the key backbone of the NICER success over the years has been the delivery on time um, that we operate uh, across the, the, the country. But, but equally, we also have some local suppliers that can go direct to store. That means that people can get access, again, at very competitive prices to local ranges, which that they can offer as well. So the opportunity for us is to maintain that point of difference and flexibility so that we attract more retailers into the group and then pass on the benefits of that wider scale to all, all of the nicer partners. Sure. And, and when you say attract more retailers into the group, help me understand a bit more. Who are you, who are you looking for and what, what does that look like? Well, that's a, that's a great question. Um, so we, we are definitely open for business. Um, I, I lead a very proactive recruitment team who effectively have, have got a, a really challenging recruitment stretch for the, the, the next four years. And the short answer is we're, we're, and I'm sure that will continue as well. <laughs> absolutely. But, but I guess in terms of who are we looking to attract, the, the answer is the flexible model allows us to have the broadest reach of any symbol group. So we are constantly looking in terms of new areas, new markets, and to try and see more cleverly than we have done in the past where we are underrepresented. So we are using data and insights to review the UK nationally with the local data company to identify where we we can go and recruit if we are um, slightly behind our market share in the symbol group. So you don't end up opening five stores on the same in the same little village or anything like that. Absolutely. I mean, the the we have enough enough areas that we need to be going into that Nicer isn't yet represented, so that we're not competing with our own partners. Um, mm. There's a good opportunity for us to win with forecourts. So we've got several hundred um, forecourts, but there are well in excess of 9,000 forecourts in the, in the UK. And that is an area that we're, we're looking to develop. But then equally, if you see some of our specialist partners that we have, we, we're, we're, not, um, we're not standing still, literally limiting our growth to the UK. We, uh, we export uh, globally. Uh, again, something not commonly understood with uh, with with Amazon, but uh, with with Ramsden, sorry, with Ramsden International that we um, export to 180 countries globally. Wow! Uh, and that really helps the the stretch, and that again is is a very unique part of the 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 nicer business. I didn't realise it was it was quite so uh, so globally um, distributed, should we say? That's really interesting. 180 countries. I'm surprised there's that many countries in the world, but. I was never very good at geography. <laughs> Nor me, but we've uh, we've we thankfully got a a brilliant ops director who makes sure that we send the right stock to the right the right countries at the, at the right time. But it really stretches us because there's a massive market for our export customers around Christmas. So mm. 
Ramsden's has grown in parallel with with Nicer and where it started initially in the expat market. It's it has gone globally and the benefit of branded goods and services is much much broader now in terms of their in their their model and we work with them very closely as well. And certainly having that that sort of British flag that symbol of quality there that is is going to be naturally respected all around the world that's that's a great great opportunity and something good to be part of. Absolutely. So we're going to pause this conversation right here and continue it on the next episode. That will be episode 38. If you're not already subscribed to the podcast, please hit that subscribe button right now and you will not miss that episode. And remember, new episodes are coming out every single Monday. So you can continue to pick up the insight, the ideas and the inspiration that you need to make your retail transformation a success. In part two of this conversation, Steve is going to share some great examples of social media use in NYSA and how they're using that to connect to customers. He's sharing a bit more about how he led his team, how he led the entire NYSA team through the acquisition with Co-op. There's a lot of change going on there in people's heads, so that's quite an interesting part of the conversation. And he shares a little bit more about what NYSA are up to next. And of course, if you are interested in joining the NYSA group, or you know someone that would be interested, an independent retailer that would be interested in joining the NYSA group and getting some of those benefits of being in that big flexible model, then head over to join-nysa.co.uk. That's join-nysa, spelled N-I-S-A. .co.uk. I'll put that link and more information on the show notes page from today's episode. You can find that at obandco.uk slash 37. And all that remains is for me to wish you a fantastic week ahead. I hope it's a big success for you and I look forward to joining you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.